Welcome to the HSP podcast. I'm Julie Bieland and I'm an HSP psychotherapist specializing in high sensitivity. We are recording live in the sensitive empowerment community, which is a wonderful place to be for sensitive people. One of my favorite places. We're really a family of sensitive people supporting each other, connecting from all over the world. And we are here joined with Willow McIntosh, who's the founder of Illuminance, and he is a wonderful uh, coach for sensitive people and um, helping them kind of discover what they're what really lights them up and um, supporting them in starting their businesses. So welcome, Willow. Thank you so much. It's so good to be here and great to see you, Julie. Yes, I'm so happy to be together. Today, we're going to talk about that it's never too late to pursue your dreams. So I came up with this topic because, um, as many of you know, who've been following the podcast, or maybe you're in the community, that uh, I recently moved and I moved to be closer to the water, which was like a real dream of mine. And Willow, you and I have had so many conversations about this because um, I've always admired how you kind of go to places and, you know, get a sense of it and, um, in a way, I think in a way, both of us have had a lot of experiences um, pursuing our dreams and kind of going after what lights us up and making big changes in our lives that might not have always been easy. And it might be interesting to talk about um, both some of the challenges as well as the rewards. And I know you and I both work with a lot. I have had a lot of clients lately come to me talking about you know, even some have been in their 80s, Willow, and this excites me so much because it is really never too late. Like if, if you um, have a dream, you have thought about pursuing it, we really want to encourage that because HSP spending time in their essence and in really who they are is um, part of something that really lights both of us up, isn't it? It really is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think it's um, it just just as you were as you were um, talking there it was reminding me of my experiences when I when I was younger. And I, I have always had the, the, the pursuit of adventure has always been a, a big part of my my heart and soul. And I was just thinking back you know, when that began. And, and and I can remember when I when I completed school when I was 17, 18, I think it was. And I really didn't want to go to college or university. I really wanted to go abroad. I wanted to just go and explore and, and do my thing. And I did that. And I went on this epic journey of traveling abroad with very little money and just made money as I went. And I didn't know where I was going next. And and, and I was thinking back, actually, that my, my levels of sensitivity back then were much different to how they are now. As I've got older and I've, you know, kind of grown and developed everything is 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 a lot more intricate in my experience so I think it was easier back then actually just to throw myself into things and there wasn't so much processing and overthinking and and now it is really interesting to 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 know that there is a dream in our heart and then to work with that part of us that wants to look after ourselves and wants to make sure that we are you know making the best decisions that we can um but not not stopping not allowing that to stop and hinder us, that we are honoring the dream, but also honoring the part of us that really wants to take care in how we achieve that. Yes, it's, uh, there's so many things we could talk about on this subject. And I, I think, um, you know, some of the challenges that come up for sensitive people, and uh, we talked before we started recording, we were talking with the community. Um, and some of the challenges that were coming up were like things about managing energy and um, how to really overcome self-doubt. And I think also the piece of, you know, making change can often be really challenging for sensitive people. I know for me, like I had thought about doing this for so long. Um, I wasn't happy where I was living. It just wasn't right for me. Um, but there were so many factors and I think it can be overwhelming sometimes as an HSP when there's so many factors and you've got 
you know, a lot of people in that bucket with you, you're thinking about the needs of everybody around you. Uh, maybe you don't want to disappoint people. Maybe you're, it just feels like it's easier just to stay put with what you're doing. But I've noticed that for sensitive people, we really need to be doing something, whether it's like career based or um, living where we're living or the friends that we make or whatever it is, but it needs to be something that's really meaningful to us. We are not the kind of people that can just coast along in life doing something that's not bringing us that sense of fulfillment. And, um, and I think that like, even when I was facing my change, it seemed like it seemed so hard to like manage the idea of like selling my home and finding a place to live and relocating and, and, you know, leaving my friends behind and, and, um, and so many different factors were involved and it felt impossible for a long time. And sometimes I look back on it and it's like, how did I get over that hump and actually do it? Because once I actually did it and I got to the place that I am and I I'm living where I can actually see water every day, I can kayak off my patio. It's like the most amazing experience. I'm, I'm, like connecting to all these beautiful water birds. And um, it's like just this, uh, I, I start to think like, why didn't I do this sooner? <laughs> and it was like, okay, because there were all those challenges to overcome. And I think that uh, maybe even it kind of excites me to think that this conversation might help somebody um, overcome some of those challenges and give them that sense of confidence that they can make this change and that it does make a difference. And if we're doing the things that light us up, uh, it, it really is incredibly important to us. We can't just coast in life. Otherwise we kind of become empty shells. And, uh, so that's some of the things I've been thinking about. What do you think about all that? Willow? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I think, I think that this, this dream piece is, is really interesting. And, and it, and as you said there for us as, 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 as highly sensitive people, you know, we really care deeply about the, the, the you know, the truth of who we are, um, the difference we want to make in the world. You know, it is hard for us to be on other people's agendas. You know, we want to be in our own businesses. We don't want to be working, you know, in a scenario where we feel like we're not doing good for the world, you know, it, it, some people can get away with that in their career, but for us, it's really hard to live with ourselves if we're not honoring what we really deeply care about. Yeah. When it comes to our dream, I think this is really interesting because it, there, it's almost like there's something in us that is childlike or in touch with something magical. There is a almost like a purity, uh, something that we deeply care about in wanting in wanting to pursue. And it is then building relationship around that. It's then figuring out, well, how can we pursue that? You know, how can we honor that? But I think it's so important to feel into and allow ourselves to honor the power of that and the magic of that, that it is something that is really important. And if we let that sit for too long or we ignore that or, or we feel like, yeah, well, everyone's got their dreams, but, you know, not everyone can pursue them. I don't think we can do that. I, I think we we have to really listen to it, tune into it, and, and and then start to take those steps that lead ourselves towards it. Because you're absolutely right, as you said there. It's like why you know why do they take take so long to do that? And and that's the case for us all. I I feel that too. You know, I, there's things that I want to do or places where I am now, and I look back and think, God, oh, it took me ages to make that decision. Why didn't I do that? <laughs> sooner <laughs> to do that sooner but but it, but it you know it, it's it, i think it's working with ourselves to understand that it is it, it is challenging to make these choices but most of the time we're just up against the negative bias in our minds that is looking for things that could go wrong which is how we're wired you know that lizard brain in us that keeps us safe and, and, and at some point, we're going to, I feel that the invitation is that, that we have to transcend and, and, and step through that to show that it is safe for us to take a baby step towards it, you know, to, to, to do something to achieve that. So we can realize for ourselves that that mind part of us is not really the truth of who we are. It's just trying to look out for us, you know, but at the end of the day, it's up to us to take that leap of faith, I think.
Yes. And, and it, we don't have to wait until we're really falling off the edge to do it either. I think, and, and sometimes that can happen. Sometimes it's quite heartbreaking to see the effects of what happens when an HSP is kind of in a life that is not working for them. And, you know, I think both of us, we've sort of coached people through that. And, and like, we know, like when I'm working with an HSP, it's like, I know, what is ahead for them. And, and I get excited about it for them because they might not know that it's as exciting yet <laughs> because that, that piece of change can be so challenging. And I think it helps to practice, you know, taking everybody else out of that bucket and thinking about, let's first get really clear about what would we really want? If we knew it wouldn't disappoint anybody, if we knew it wouldn't affect anybody, what would we really want to do? And first to get some real clarity about that. And, th and that takes practice um, to be able to do that because we, we're so by default, so focused on everybody else's needs. So taking some time to really think about what would, what does light me up? What would that be? What would be some of those first steps? And to really try to throw out this concept that, well, that's, you know, that doesn't make sense, or that's not what other people would do. I, I think that um, HSPs are really good at kind of customizing their life, customizing their careers uh, to, to do what works for them. And, and I actually think that we need to do things like that, you know, really kind of customize things that because we are different. I mean, this is a neurodiversity trait. And we see the world different, we experience the world different. So it's very likely that there that what you choose to do might be different um, <laughs> than people that are around you. But um, I think trying not to focus on that external thing, what are these people going to think about me and going into, you know, what would happen if I continue ignoring this light within me versus what would happen if I really start to move towards that light? What's going to happen? I mean, we know what's going to happen. It's going to be incredible. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, I, and I, I think you, you know, that that the the point that we are different and that our lives serve us if we do customize them a little bit, and to recognize that you know we don't have to fit in and persuade everyone about what we're doing. It, to, to trust that we are following something that really matters to us, and if we're sharing that with the right people who really care about our evolution and, and really care about what's real for us and to make sure that we're surrounding ourselves, even even if it's with one other person, our coach or, or a close friend who really gets us. And we're able to, we're able to just develop that, that relationship with what we know in our heart is real for us and, and that we begin that path of, of following that. And then I feel that we do have the opportunity to step into the light as you call it, you know, we have the opportunity to realize that there is a, there's a life that's waiting for us that, that's so suited to us. And, and it, and life knows how to hold us in that space. And it, and it's just about us, you know, taking that little leap of faith or just, or just having the courage to follow that, that feeling of excitement, that feeling of light that's within us, that it, it's real and it's going to show us the place that we've always wanted to be in. Yes. And it doesn't have to be perfect. I think that that stops a lot of HSPs too. It's like, I got to have it all figured out. And even I went through that a little bit because I was like, well, I don't know where I want to live for the rest of my life. It kind of depends on where my kids might end up. And it kept on stopping me from making decisions. But then I was like, well, what if I just do one year at a time? And I, and I stop stressing about everything being figured out. And I, I think that can be a a, a, such an important piece of this too, what, or if somebody's thinking about, you know, changing their career, moving something, moving towards something different in their life, ending a relationship, beginning a relationship, like whatever it is, what if we just sort of stay in the present moment right now? And we think about what feels good right now, we might not know what feels good a year from now. And that's okay. We can go one step at a time. And I think HSPs tend to be perfectionists or recovering perfectionists, and that actually yeah. halts our movement a lot. So to take that away, um, I know because I, I a lot of clients are asking me things like, "Oh, but what? It, you know, do you think this is the right decision?" Or maybe my partner doesn't think that's the right decision. But I always say, follow your intuition. What lights you up? That's the answer right now today. 
I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, 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 it really does, you know, um, the, the analysis paralysis is, you know, that, that well-known term that we, that we use as high sensory people, which, which is so true, you know, and you're absolutely right that, that we want to formulate this ideal scenario of, of what we feel that our dream is or what we think our dream is. And unless, unless it's all, unless all the boxes are ticked and it's exactly what we think it should be, then we're not taking action. So we might think, well, how can I do that? I haven't really got that figured out yet. You know, am I ready to do this? And that can keep us at square one. But there, there's this really interesting analogy that I often use in my, um, in my coaching program, where if you imagine that we have a garden in front of us, even maybe perhaps the garden of our own home, and we're thinking about starting something new, and we think, well, you know, unless I know exactly what it's going to look like, I'm not going to take the next step. But, but if you imagine that in, in, the, in the garden, you might say, well, I know my garden really well, but in order for me to actually move forwards, I'm going to have to explore the bottom of the garden. And in, in the wall at the bottom of the garden, we discover there's a door. And, and we're only going to be able to know what's next if we open that door and walk through it. And when we stand in that next garden, which we've never seen before, which is on the path of what we're trying to achieve, suddenly we realize that it's actually by standing in the reality of what's next for us that things start to make sense. That's like, ah, oh, okay, actually my dream is this. I hadn't really thought about that. And this is what life looks like now I'm standing here. And then we realize there's another door again at the end of that garden. And it's, it, it's, it's a pursuit of evolution into living our dream. It doesn't mean necessarily that we're going to arrive in a magical castle and that's it and the, and the journey's over. So, so by, by, by pursuing and, and allowing ourselves to, to be our dream rather than thinking and trying to intellectualize it until it's perfect in our mind and then we're going to move forward. It's about taking the steps through the doors and, and, and living that dream. I love the thought about connecting this to the sense of like a garden or the idea of nature and how like it's so interesting with the idea of gardening and nature where we accept that the fact that everything is different. I remember um, when I was like learning about gardening, my mom telling me something that I always think about. And she was saying how every year the garden is different. It's like you can do the exact same thing, plant it the exact same way, but every year it's going to be different. And right. And, and that kind of like is a great way to think about life too, that we can't necessarily have everything planned out. And if that's, if that's stopping us from making movements, um, we have to think about like, what is it, what is it going to feel like to stay where we are, to stay stuck in that space that isn't uh, pursuing that dream. And sometimes even thinking about like, if you're thinking about somebody that you really care about and they are feeling stuck, what would you say to them? Sometimes that's an easy, like people can come up with that very fast when they're thinking about it for others. Um, but to be careful about not wasting too much energy on, um, on perfectionism, on things like trying to explain it to others, trying to get other people to uh, agree with us. <laughs> to, I mean, yeah. we can waste a lot of energy doing that, especially if it's non-HSPs that might not get it. Um, so be careful about that. The over-explaining is usually connected to that seeking of approval. But I think you said something earlier, Willow, that was important too, is that often it can be one person, whether that is a really supportive friend that's really supportive of, of you, or you're working with a coach or a healer of some sort where you have somebody that, you know, or you're in this community. I think that's another thing that can sort of give us a sense of strength. Um, I think that's an important piece and really helps you during the, during the hard days, you know, Willow, I thought about you when I was making some of these decisions about moving, because we had had so many conversations about, you know, going and spending time in areas and finding what lights you up, what, what feels like home for right now, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's forever. Um, and, you know, that, I think that in a way gave me some strength during some of that decision, um, and uh, I, I just love all of that, what you said. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yes, it really, it, I, it really does uh, make a difference. I think if we can, um, you know, we're, we're sort of taking ourselves into testing the experience. So, you know, by, 
it's a, it's a bit like how we would guide a, a child who's really nervous about getting in a swimming pool for the first time, for instance. So we'd say, you know, because if they're at home thinking about it and the imagination of the swimming pool, and like, oh my God, I'm going to sink to the bottom and no one's going to notice, you know, like with horrible fears that we have. Whereas it was another, what we do is we say, well, why don't we just get in the car and then we'll think about it. Okay. We'll get in the car. All right. So why don't we drive to the car park of the swimming pool? Okay. Let's do that. And we don't have to go in. Well, let's, we could have an ice cream instead. All right. Okay. Why don't we, why don't we go in and have a look? And then we go in and perhaps we've got an ice cream looking at the pool and like, you can see loads of kids jumping in it. It's like, yeah, actually that doesn't look too bad until eventually you find that you've got the child in the swimming in their swimming costume and they've got their feet standing on the step of the swimming pool and suddenly it's then okay this looks really exciting let's get in so 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 i think you know we have the opportunity to, to do that with ourselves rather than you know rather than um getting sort of dragged into the imaginations and the fears of our minds is just taking little steps toward where we're experiencing for ourselves that we're safe and it's okay and we can get an idea of what something feels like and then we can you know make make bigger steps from there yes i like that example and becca says baby steps with rewards for each accomplishment that feels good already yes i absolutely think that's a great idea to be taking those baby steps to be celebrating that as an accomplishment each one of those things is an accomplishment um and I think that is such an important piece of it. And when you get overwhelmed in the process, it might just mean that you're looking too many steps ahead. And to, to slow that down a bit, what would be that very first step? And really celebrating each one of those steps. That gives us strength and confidence to be able to make these, these choices, to make some of these changes. And to recognize that it might not be perfect all the time. There may be waves that knock you over once in a while. But I think in general, if you've been working on, you know, a lot of the things that we've talked about in past episodes, some of the tools that we've been talking about working on balancing your sensitive nervous system, all of those kinds of things, working on boundaries, working on learning how to meet your own needs. I mean, all of these things give you strength to make choices for yourself and to think about, you know, also to just really, I mean, the concept of like, if we're walking around as an empty shell in the world, how is that benefiting anybody? And yeah. if we are stepping into our light and we are lighting up, how does that benefit the people around us? How does that benefit the world? That's a great thing to think about, right, Willow? I think it is. Yeah, I think that's a very important thing to think about. And and also to recognize that, you know, and I've said this before, but there's there's the pain of changing and the pain of not changing. Oh, yeah. And I, and I think if, you know. Oh, we got, I like that. We got to repeat that for a second. Say that again. <laughs> so 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 there's 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 the pain of changing the pain, the pain of having to undergo a change. But there's also the pain of not changing. So as, as you said there, if we're walking around in a shell of ourselves where we're really not enjoying the career we're in, we're hating our circumstances, but we're in pain there. We don't like the experience that we're having and we know that we need to make a change. So that is, that, you know, there is, there is the, the, the pain of staying stuck and then, and then also the pain and the challenge of what it's going to mean to make a change, to make, to make a difference. So, so in other words, if we're stuck and we're feeling like, you know, um, everything's horrendous, when we think about, my goodness, I'm going to have to make a change. I'm going to have to find the courage to do that. That is also a painful experience, but do we want to stay stuck in the pain of not changing or do we want to begin to embark on working through the challenges of the pain and the difficulty that's leading us towards change? Yeah. And, that, um, I love that. What were you saying? The last thing I was just going to say is a, 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 something that actually came from Bruce Lee, which is where the, the, the easy path becomes hard, but the hard path becomes easy. So in other words, if we stay stuck, it feels like it's easier to remain where we are, but that eventually becomes really hard. Absolutely. But then if we, if we choose then to make, okay, I'm going to make a decision. Initially, that feels really hard, but my goodness, does it become easier when we start to come into flow and authenticity and eventually to embrace our dream? Mm, I love that. And uh, something Carol said, I also like in the comments, she was talking about every choice I make, I make for the whole world. 
when we are living our dreams, we're making a ripple effect across the world and also leading by example of others. Yeah, that's, that is a huge thought too, because th there is a ripple effect. I know like for myself, I certainly had a lot of obstacles to change. And I, um, like, for example, my partner at the time didn't want to move. And so that was something I was staying for a lot of times for that reason. So I ultimately made a decision to end that relationship because, well, for lots of reasons, but for a big part of it was that it was making me stuck and making me not be able to move forward into a life that I knew was more right for me. And yes, that you have to deal with the aftermath of all of that and the emotions of all of that and how difficult that can be. But at the same time, um, and another thing I want to say about that too, I remember trying for a long time to say, you know what, I should be able to be happy wherever I am. Like I should just be able to make it work. And I know a lot of HSPs are like, yeah, that's what I think too. Um, <laughs> and, um, but you know, I thought, well, if I try this, if I try that, you know, if I try these different things, maybe I can just be content. Like, shouldn't we just be content with the life that we chose? But if we're not content, if we have tried things that aren't getting better, um, and if you stay, like if you think about standing in front of two paths, like you've got the one path is if I stay doing everything I'm doing right now, what do I see is going to happen? And for a lot of times it is that empty shell. It is the depression. It is the, the, the light goes out. And the other one is, wow, this view over here, it does excite me. It does excite me to think about heading in this direction, but it is kind of scary. And that's where getting support can help if it's making you, if you feel like you can't overcome that change. But mm -hmm. if you see your light in this direction, that's the direction we're meant to be. And um, the, the way that we, I mean, I always think that we talk about this a lot on the podcast too, is we need to live in a way that does light us up, that keeps our spirits strong and, it does have that ripple effect on the world. You know, if I stay in an empty shell, if I, if I'm in an empty shell and I get into depression, I'm not doing this work anymore. We're not having these conversations, my community that won't exist. But if I am making sure that I'm taking care of my light and I'm stepping in that, whatever that is. And even in, in my, you know, years ago when I made a career change, I was at the top of my field before, um, and had to start over at the bottom of this field <laughs> and work my way up. And that was challenging too, but it also was heading towards a dream. And I'm so glad I did that. And gosh, there's so much to say about that. What do you think, Willow? Amazing. Amazing. I, th 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 that was such an important question that you, that you posed there is, is, is if I, if I don't make a change right now, where am I going to be? in a year you said it slightly better but i think that's a really important question to ask ourselves if i don't make a change if i don't do something about this what's it going to look like in a year in, in a couple of years down the line and and i think i think what we're up against is nature like when you think about the way that nature naturally evolves how, how a garden changes we're also part of that i think we we forget sometimes that we're not an alien race that landed here. We're, we're actually a part of this ecosystem. You know, we're a we're a, we're a part of this this natural movement that's moving towards uh, towards a better world. You know, it's it's naturally naturally trying to do that. And I think when, when we try to resist that, when we try to, you know, when, when we we feel like we're in control of everything and and we're separate from something greater within ourselves, I, I think that it's very painful. Like nature, it, it, nature, we we feel like we're going against going against the very nature of who we are, and and I think it's important to to honor that and 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 to respect the fact that we are uh, an an evolving soul on yeah. a journey that's trying to move towards our own you know evolution and our own kind of um, development as well as being of service to the world. We're all here. To serve and 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 fulfil a piece of the puzzle in in the bigger context, if you like, and I think if we're trying to fight that and insisting that that's unsafe or not who we are, then we end up really miserable. Yes, I like that you mentioned the always evolving part. <clears throat> you know what we made, what we the choices that we made many years ago, 
may have been right for us at those times, but we are always evolving. And that's an important part of it. And I think um, such an important part of it. And if anybody has any questions in the chat, you can put them in. I want to ask, I want to read one of them because I have a feeling a lot of HSPs are thinking about this one. Brenda says, how do you explain this need to someone who is not an HSP and is an important part of your life? I'll say something quick and then I want to hear from you, Willow, too. Um, this I always go to the fact that, um, and I think we do want people to understand us. We want people to understand our decisions. We want people to be on board with them. And there's only, you know, we can we can always attempt to share, like, this is important to me. This is what is going to light me up. But if we feel resistance in them accepting our experience or our choices, I don't think that we should give a lot of our energy to that um, because we have uh, limited resources. And if we're putting so much of our energy toward trying to get somebody to understand us who won't, then we're wasting that precious energy that we could be putting towards moving towards the things that light us up. So I think that there is a part of it to let go of that need to have everybody understand. Cause if I had done that, if I had needed everybody to understand, I probably wouldn't have made the changes that I made. I just knew that they were right for me and the people that are in my life who support that. I mean, that's another thing is we want people in our life that support our choices in a sense that they know that, Um, If we're making a choice, they're going to be supportive of that. If they're not, we don't want to put a lot of energy into that. You just need to know yourself that that's something that's going to light you up. And what do you think about that, Willow? Yeah, absolutely. My goodness, I used to fall in this hole so (laughs) much of the time. Uh, I felt like if I can't persuade everyone what it is, who I am and what I want to be, (laughs) then I don't really know myself, you know, and, and, and I've come to realize that that really doesn't help and it's not necessary at all. Actually, what I've come to realize is, especially when people ask what I do, I can, I have a, I have a, you know, an answer for people that I can sense and feel genuinely want to know what I do and the work that I do. And, it, and it's a benefit to them and to me for me to go into detail versus another answer where someone's asking what I do and I can feel maybe they're not clear on what they do. And there's a lot of fear and, and, and you know, kind of self-misplacement in them. Then it isn't appropriate for me to dive into what high sensory intelligence is and the mission that we're here to do in the world and how I facilitate the truth in other, you know, like it doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense for me to do that. So I, I, I agree with you, Julie. I, I think it's, you know, there, there is no need to, try to persuade others of, of what we want to do and what we're, you know, what, what we know in our hearts that we want to do. And, and if, if we're feeling unsure about that, then it's much better to meet with a coach or someone who really understands us or understands what being high sensory is. And then, and then we can formulate and articulate and grow what we're doing. And, and, and it's very much like uh, uh, nurturing a small plant within ourselves. You know, initially when we get an idea, it needs love and light and nurturing and, and, and greenhousing in a protective environment until it's a bit bigger and it's got roots and then, you know, if someone bumps into it, it doesn't matter. Oh, but initially, yeah. I think, you know, when, when we're coming with these ideas, we just need to look after them rather than putting them in the middle of the dinner table and saying to everyone, hey, what do you think of this? And everyone's like, no, nah, that's rubbish. Okay, what's for dessert? You know, we're like, oh, that was my little plant. You know, I, I think we have to be careful with ourselves. Oh, that is such a great way of talking about it. I love that. Yes. (laughs) Nurture it. Nurture it first until it feels strong within yourself. I I really like that, that idea that and and surrounding yourself by people who support that and nurture that with you, whether that's somebody that you work with, like a coach or a good friend that you have or a family member that is like that. But yes, Uh, (laughs) that's such a good one, Willow, to think about. I think we can connect a lot to that as HSPs, that that sense of um, nurturing plants and how nature grows and and 
and uh, I thought it was funny what you were saying too. It's like, yeah, falling in that hole at first of like, you need everybody to be on board and everybody to understand. And <laughs> it's so funny. My mom still says that she has a hard time describing what I do. <laughs> like, right. Even my sons say that sometimes I have a hard time describing what you do. So yeah, it's a lot of different things. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> But, yeah. you know, and there was no, I think for both of us, there was no roadmap to get to where we are. It was really a sense of, um, you know, wow, this path really feels right to me. And oh, now that door opened and, you know, heading towards, because I kind of think of it like that. Like, if you just head towards kind of what feels right to you intuitively, because you've taken everybody out of that bucket and it's just you and you take that step and you're heading in that direction, then certain doors open that may lead you on another path. I don't think it's necessarily a straight line to get anywhere in a sense, right? And we're always evolving. We probably will be in a really different place five years from now. <laughs> um, exactly. And and uh, let our stories be something that inspire you, right? Yeah, exactly. 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 I, I think that is so important because I'm just picturing the 70-year-old Willow down the line and what, what his <laughs> values and needs are you know and the the, the beard coming in and, and all that you know I, I I can't make decisions for him right now I I have to just follow what's right for me uh, you know and, and kind of walk along that way and then by the time I get there you know he's gonna know what he wants then oh my gosh I love that I can't make decisions for him right now oh that is so perfect and in a way you just demonstrated something kind of powerful like you can't make decisions for him right now but you can walk alongside him and in support of him navigating his way. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and to honor the, the, the dream within me and the dream within him is evolving. You know, I'm, I'm evolving to what the dream looks like for him and, and getting out the way of that and flowing with that and taking chances with that and knowing that I will be guided and held along that way. As long as I've got the courage to, to follow my knowing and following my intuition. Mm, I really like that. That's a beautiful thought. And, it, and, it, and to be supportive of yourself along the process, because there may be things that come up where you trip and fall once in a while. And I always think that that's such a great learning experience for us. It's like, okay, what can I learn from that experience? And a lot of times it, you know, it's, we, those are the way, ways that we learn and not to be hard on ourselves that everything doesn't work out perfectly. The first time you try something, you know, to some of the most inspirational people are the people who, and, and, and there's a lot of um, like people that talk about that, that in very successful people that talk about that, that, you know, they made a lot of mistakes in what they were doing or things didn't work in a certain way, but it was just a matter of learning from that, keep going, keep evolving, keep, I, I just love that visual Willow of this sense of like supporting yourself through the process as you're evolving um, and heading towards your 70 year old self that you are a friend, a compassionate, supportive friend to yourself in the process. Yes, absolutely. Yes, because it would be terrible if I was to, you know, sit down with my 70-year-old self where I had ignored all the impulses in me to follow my dreams and, and I just got stuck in the pain of not wanting to change and having that conversation with him and him saying to me, like, what did you, what, what have you done? Like, we're not supposed to be here. We're supposed to be over there. And that, that would be the worst conversation I could possibly imagine having with myself. I want to meet my 70-year-old self with him saying, nicely done. That wasn't, oh. it wasn't easy, you know, like there, there were, <laughs> but, but, but you stuck to it and you got to where we're supposed to be. And for him to hug me and welcome me, that is the greatest thing I feel I could do for myself. That's a beautiful thing. And that's a beautiful thought too, isn't it? To think that you can get to your 70-year-old self and... And in a way, I think we both have kind of that spirit. We, we both are high sensation seekers. We're both HSPs. So that we're always navigating that balance between our foot on the brake and our foot on the gas and how to find that balance. And it isn't always perfect. You know, sometimes I, I overdo it and sometimes I don't do enough. And it's just like always trying to find that balance of, in life and in support of yourself. And I really like the idea of getting to that point in life where you feel like you did the things that were important to you. Like if you do get to your, you know, 80, 90 year old self, are there going to be things that you regret that you didn't 
attempt or try or do the things that light you up. And I think taking the shoulds out of it, I should or shouldn't do something and replacing that with, wow, this really lights me up. Yes. And to follow what lights us up. I think that's what we, we've got to honor that. We've got Mm. to risk that. I love that. I want to check out some comments. Uh, Stu says it's been a long time since I saw a chat as vibrant as ours here today. Thank you for this refreshing reminder. Oh, thanks, Stu. That's beautiful. Bless you, Stu. Fiona, feeling like we have to always explain ourselves can be a trauma response. Yep, that's true. Trying to get others to understand us and over explain. Um, Tiffany says, um, doing what I need for myself in this timeline I need. Yes, you know, timelines too uh, can be an important factor too of like, what is your timeline versus, and and to think about that too, I think um, that can get into like sort of expectations too, like I have to have this accomplished by this day. I mean, some timelines and, and parts of it along the journey are a good idea, but then other times we want to be careful about um, leaving open we want to leave space open for things that evolve along the way too. Like that's how, that's what I think. Right. Yes. Yes. I like that. What do you mean by that? Leaving space. Oh, so we're not trying to plan or overdo things. We're allowing things to organically emerge. Yeah. And, and staying in touch with that intuitive part of ourselves, because we may make a few steps in one direction and then it's like, something, another feeling comes up for us, just really staying, because sometimes it's like, if you've got everything all planned out, it's like, okay, today, I'm going to do this. And by next year, I'm going to be this. And this is all planned out. And it's exactly, sometimes we can't plan everything out perfectly. Sometimes we really need to stay, not just sometimes, I think all the time, we need to stay connected to the, uh, um, where we are, and where what we're feeling and what our intuition is telling us. Just like, you know, we, if we use the plant analogy, you can place a plant in a particular um, part of your home and then realize, wow, it actually needs a different type of light or it needs to be in a different area. And, you know, where we're always kind of attending to our needs, attending to our intuition, uh, allowing for things to evolve and kind of paying attention to all of that along the way, you know? Yes, I goodness me, I think that's so true. You know, you know the, the 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 being it into action. You know, just because we, we don't know what that's going to look like unless we kind of find ourselves there and and experience what what the reality is at each stage, rather than as you say, trying to overplan it. Yeah, and part of that is really um, learning how to trust your intuition, right? Because I think a lot of us. Yeah may have had that stifled a bit, like in our childhood, we may have had a knowing since we were young about ourselves, about our intuition. But a lot of times in society, we're not encouraged to follow that. You know, instead, it's like, you're supposed to follow this path. This is a path that's paved out for you. And you're supposed to be on that one. But the concept that you can create your own path is such an important piece, I think, for HSPs to understand that there may be nobody else that's created this path, or maybe you're doing it really differently. And let's celebrate that. Like now I celebrate the fact that I'm different instead of thinking the differences is something bad. <laughs> I like to celebrate the fact that I'm different now. Yes. I mean, I, I think, I, I think that is a, that is a crucial part of what the trait is, you know, that we are, we, we are processing, you know, the, the traits being given to a percentage of, of the population that we are, we're experiencing the world differently so we can relay, you know, new perspective to, to the world. And, and I think embracing that we're different is a, a very important part of, of our reality and, and, you know, pursuing that. Yeah. We're different and therefore our path may be different. Yeah. Yeah. And isn't that wonderful? <laughs> That's something to celebrate, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. How exciting is that? Yes. Is there anything that you wanted to say on this subject, Willow, or that to come that's come up? I, I, I think we've covered some some really important pieces. I think it's, um, you know, I, I think I think it's it's just trusting that life is going to hold us in the decisions that we're going to make, and if we've got the right support around us, then 
you know, we 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 got to go for it. We got to go for it. Just little baby steps. We got to we got to move towards it because we're not here for very long. And you know, we we make up a lot of you know. What's that? What's that? Um, what's that phrase? Was it Mark Twain that said the worst uh, the worst things in my life never actually happened? Oh my gosh, that's so true. <laughs> just talking about this the other day that is so true that the biggest worries that we have it's like they they don't actually usually happen it's all this anticipatory anxiety right yeah yeah exactly you know i think, I think really we, we just we just gotta you know we just gotta trust that uh tr- trust that our dream is is designed for us mm. i think that's what we, we've got to trust that you know, and the, mm. the, ah, I and like the, that. I like that. Yeah, Ami says, uh, I love that. She says, thank you. Doesn't it seem um, people want to know your plan? I love leaving space. Yeah, leave space. You don't have to have it all figured out to take those steps. And I hope that I, we could talk about this forever. I think there's so many layers to this. And um, and I want to hear from you guys. Like if you are listening to this on the podcast later, I would really love to hear what comes up for you. What are, um, did this help you get unstuck in some way? And what, what part of it helped you maybe get unstuck a little bit or to encourage you in some way? And I'm sure that Willow and I, I bet you, Willow, you, you would five, 10 years ago, you never would have known this is where you would have landed. You probably stayed open to <laughs> the process of um, your, you know, your own evolving and, trying to figure out what your light is each at each step of the way. Right. I would, I had no idea, this is, this is <laughs> but I, but I was so insistent that I was going to figure it all out, you know, and, and thank goodness I didn't stay there for too long. And I just thought I'm going to go for it anyway, but there's no, I, I, I would never have known this is where I was going to end up. It's much better than I had in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Because you followed your light. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And everything is um, a part of it too. Like you making that decision to write that article. That's how I found you and reached out to you. It's like you were following your light and then we were able to connect and have all these amazing conversations. It's like, um, and I just hope that this conversation has helped HSPs listening that um, there's a part of you that feels a little bit stronger in, in making some change and making some steps towards things that light you up and understanding your evolution, uh, thinking about the garden, thinking about nature, always being open to the change and what's going to bloom, what's going to bloom inside of you so that you can flourish. And I really believe like that this world needs HSPs to step into their light. They need, we need you to do that because it is part of your experience in this world that you really are meant to do that. And when you do that, incredible things happen and you light the path for so many when your light is bright, right? Wow. I love that. What a beautiful thing to say. Yes. You light so many, you light so many ahead of you for the the light that you shine. You said it much better, but that is so true. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sorry I, just, I didn't do that any justice at all but that was beautiful and it's so true I think we are absolutely here to do that by shining our light we, we lead the way for others goodness me such a beautiful thought you know I think about that all the time like how I used to, here I used to think there was something wrong with my sensitivity I used to hide it from people and now look it's like it is you know it is like because of my sensitivity i've been able to support hsps in these areas and it's just been such a beautiful thing and my light was about like yeah let's talk about what's hard and how can we make it better and let's talk about what life is like as a sensitive person and the more i know hsps the more i know that we no matter what your age is too there honestly is no there's no age on this like if you're in your 80s and you want to make a change and you, there's something that's just like, wow, calling to you, take those steps. Because Willa, you'd mentioned before, life is short, it goes by quickly. And I think that we are meant to be on the path of things that feel intuitively right, that light us up. That's really what we're meant for. And the people in our life that care about us the most are going to see that. They're going to see your light. And so that can be there instead of the explaining. I love that. 
Yeah. Mic drop. Ah, <laughs> oh, so lovely being with all of you today. I had so much fun chatting and I'd love to hear from HSPs too. Like, what do you want me and Willow to talk about? We, we want to continue doing these podcast episodes together. And it's fun to talk about the things that, um, you know, so, so many different subjects we've already covered too. You can go to hspodcast.com to check out all the episodes and please come and leave comments on this episode. We'd really love to hear from you. And Willow, why don't you tell everyone how they can find you and what, uh, what they will get when they find you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, more of this and uh, the opportunity to have the conversation that you really want to have. That that is uh, what's at the uh, the other side of Zoom for you. And and you're most welcome to just book a call with me. I love to have calls with high sensory people. You don't have to have anything uh, prepared. You don't have to have anything sorted out. If you just want to talk to me about my experience, how I can help you understand your purpose as a high sensory person. That's my gift is to be able to feel into people and help them to experience that for themselves. You can just head to inluminance.com. Um, if that's a bit difficult to, to spell or hear what I said there, you can go to highsensoryintelligence.com and you just click book a call and you can jump onto Zoom with me. I can tell you about the coaching program that we have for highly sensitive people, for high sensory people, um, and all the ways that we can support you in you embracing and fulfilling your purpose here yeah you're great with that and we have so many people in our community who have worked with you and have absolutely loved it like if you've got ideas about maybe a business that you want to start and you are wondering like what that path what that might be willow's really great he's very intuitive in that way to support that um and then if you're kind of just on a personal journey i'm actually um, soon to be opening, depending on when, when you're listening to this uh, recording later, um, I'm creating a, a journey within the community that is going to be a self-discovery journey. And it's mm. really kind of aligned with my own journey of self-discovery and a, a sense that we're going to really support each other through the process of um, personal growth and development. And uh, I'm very excited about it. It's it's almost ready to open. And so if you're interested, wow. you can learn more uh, about it in our community, sensitivecommunity.com. And of course, lots of resources for you um, on our website. So I invite you to go visit. I'll also put all this, these links and stuff in the show notes. And I want to thank the community for being with us live. I always love when you guys... Um, are here and I'm going to copy all the comments and paste them into the replay for our replay library. And then I'll have a chance to go through them too. Cause I'm sure I missed some good ones. Um, and that's a fun thing to do too. Anything else, Willow? I am. Um, I'm just uh, sitting blissed out over here in a wonderful conversation. And thank you everyone for all your amazing support. It means so much to have you guys uh, in these sessions with us. For everyone listening, it's wonderful to, to know you're out there and for you to know that we're here for you too. So please know that we can support you and, uh, and, and help you as much as we can in your journey. Yes, you're not alone. We're here with you and we support you all the way. Sending out lots of love to all of you and I look forward to the next one. Hope you guys can join us live on the next live episode. Sending out lots of love to you all. Bye, everybody. Bye for now. Bye.